This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. And welcome to Lung Talk. Um, this afternoon we're talking with Linda and um, we have Paul Reap from the clinical nurse specialist from the mental health department. Um, and he's also um, psychotherapist as well. So we've got some interesting conversations going to happen. So I might be just taking a back seat. I don't know yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it up to you, Linda. Okay. Um, hi. Welcome, everyone. Um, so we're on Lung Talk. And as um, Murray said, um, today's guest, which we're very pleased to have along, is Paul Reed. So Paul is a clinical nurse specialist, as Murray said, um, in mental health, and also a psychotherapist. So I suppose to start with Paul, perhaps you could just um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you actually got into working in mental health. Okay, well, I came from England originally um, back in 2006. Um, I worked in mental health really from about 1997 onwards. Before that, I was a primary school teacher and a school principal. And I had my own mental health issues um, in the early 90s, and I came out of teaching. Um, And then as part of my rehab, I started working with homeless people. And 97% in Britain at the time of homeless people had presented mental health problems. And I thought, oh, we ought to do some training um, as this seems to be the leaning I'm going towards because I've got lived experience. Um, So I did my mental health nurse training in the UK and then I began my counselling and psychotherapy training. Um, Hence, I've been working in that field ever since. There you go. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, it's always good to hear how people get into the work that they do. And um, yeah, so so that was great. Thanks, Paul. Um, I suppose um, we're talking about mental health really today, and it's very topical at the moment. Um, it's been in the media an awful lot. And I think it's really important that we um, think about uh, mental health and particularly anxiety and depression and particularly in fields like that I work in as, as you know I work with asthma Otago and I work with a lot of people that have ongoing chronic lung disease and um, it's well known that and researched that people that have ongoing chronic conditions um, have a really uh, increase in anxiety and depression and I think um, often in the medical field, we're often focusing perhaps on more those physical symptoms. And I think we have to be really mindful of actually how people um, manage and how people approach the condition that they've got um, and not just treat it just as a physical thing. So would you agree, Paul, with that? Yeah, I think... I think we forget sometimes the emotional impact of a diagnosis can have on us. You know, if, if we're kind of diagnosed with, uh, with a particular condition, which will ultimately change our lives, I think, I think we, could do, we do go through a period of kind of shock and grief about that. And I think that brings along with its own emotional issues, you mm. know. And so relatively speaking, with asthma particularly, anxiety would be the obvious one because obviously 
the breathing is quite important in managing anxiety, as is in managing asthma. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so as, as especially if a person has got has got some anxiety about the asthma for probably the first time, don't know what to do with it. They're going to overthink it a bit. They're going to get over emotional about it, but that's quite normal. I yeah, think I think normal that happens. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's really important, isn't it, um, Paul and Murray? You'll probably agree that actually, you know, some degree of stress and some degree of anxiety is actually really normal, and I think we have to just say, well, okay. Um, but I suppose it's um, identifying when actually maybe that stress, anxiety is not helpful and actually we need to get some help. So, Paul, perhaps you could um, talk us through or give us some, um, maybe some symptoms or some feelings that people perhaps would have if maybe this anxiety or stress is, is getting a little bit out of control. I would, I, I would always give it a bit of time to just let, let um, it rest in you to kind of see where, see where it is for you because I think it just takes the time for people just to come to terms with a new condition and how to manage it physically as well as mentally mm-hmm. but I do think that if 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 things like your your kind of sleep pattern and your appetite and all all the physical things are beginning to affect you to kind of start with and they're not going away that's probably the time you've got to think hey I might have to seek some advice about how I manage my diet how I manage my sleep a bit better um, so, so those physical things are really good to look at, but, but the things to look for are things like concentration, feeling a bit overwhelmed by things and can't think through things very clearly. And when that gets to that stage where you just can't, you're so overwhelmed at times, you just can't think it through. That's probably the time just to, just to tap into some mental health resource, which you can do online or you can do with an individual and um, to kind of get some strategies to kind of help that sense of overwhelm. And so those very early stages of kind of um, what, what I would call the mild to moderate anxiety. And the other things that we look out for is kind of a low mood, a kind of a retained low mood that probably lasts for over two to three weeks, you know, that, that you can't actually shift. You can, you can normally, I mean, we all have ups and downs with our moods. It's normal because we're human beings, you know. But at times, our kind of mood can linger a bit in kind of islands. I often call about our mood is lingering, lingering on an island somewhere and we can't shift from the island. Now, when, when that gets to that stage and our mood just doesn't move and we're trying everything we can, exercise and, and social activity and all the normal things that help us to get through that, if that's not shifting, that's probably an indication that something else is going on. And often I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of coming to terms with the diagnosis of a, of a condition and coming to terms with all the implications of that as well. And we can overthink that to such an extent that our mood goes low. And then that's probably where we need to, to plug in some help. Um, you know, and, and other things to look out for is we just become less tolerant of other people. We get ir- we get irritable. We might get angry. Um, our kind of anxiety might increase. Um, all, the, all that kind of uh, kind of stuff, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, Paul, I mean, because, um, of course, my focus is around lung problems, Um Certainly, we get a lot of people um, that I work with that have quite um, noticeable sort of panic attacks, I suppose. And it's around often that breathlessness and, um, you know, just 
um, of course, it is somewhat scary not to feel like they're not you're not catching your breath. And I suppose panic attacks would would clearly be one of those things that um, for people within you know our field is one, one of those one really. Of those yeah, Murray, you might be uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that once you start panicking, that, that, that everything else it, it just doesn't matter. The panic takes over, and it, if you can't breathe, if you can't get air into your lungs, you're in big trouble. You know, and that's that's panic, and it's it's an automatic thing. I do it, but, you know, and it it just it doesn't go away. I, I think I'm one of the fortunate ones because I've got Audrey here, you know, and um, she gets you know gets me through a lot of it. Half the time she just <laughs> talks to me and then just says, oh. Shut up and wait till you fucking breathe. <laughs> so, but no, they're, you know, they're just, you know, some of the things that happen there. But as I say, panic, panic is the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I suppose we could just have a wee break now. And um, then when, when we get back, we'll, we'll start talking about actually some, maybe some techniques or just um, what's available to help.
listening to Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and breathing problems. Hi everyone, we're back um, with Lung Lung Talk and today we're lucky to have um, Paul who is a um, clinical nurse specialist in the mental health field um, and also psychotherapist who we're talking to today around mental health and the importance of of thinking about that. So before the break we were um, touching on really just when to identify perhaps if we need to have a bit of uh, some help or some support and Paul has talked about um, poor sleeping patterns, about perhaps getting irritable and angry with others around us, um, just feeling like we're just not heading in the right direction. So I suppose, Paul, it is, um, you know, what can we do about this? Because there's lots of people that um, may be listening or sitting there at, um, and thinking, oh, maybe that sounds a bit like me. So in the first instance... You kind of did touch on it a little bit and we talked about, you talked about um, actually when we get a diagnosis of something um, that's ongoing, it can be, you know, we do just have to take a bit of time and just think about that and acknowledge it actually, you know, it wasn't what was planned. Maybe it sort of just really came out of the blue and that, um, you know, we, we just need to sort of take a moment and think that, but if, if it goes on for longer, um What's available, or what can we, what can these people do, and what can we do to help? Well, first of all, it was what Murray was commenting on about earlier about what happens when we panic is we overbreathe. That's that's the basic problem, and I think it's about trying, if we can, just to slow everything right down. So, if you can possibly slow your breathing down. Um, that will help because that will trigger off all sorts of things in our brains that are really good for us. So if we, and and it it kind of communicates to our flight, fight, freeze response that actually we're knowing what we're doing. It's okay. We are panicking, but we're in control of this. So if you can somehow calm that breathing down through some deep breathing or take some, some deep breaths and breathe out really slowly, it just helps to regulate the breathing. I know that's not always easy if you are an asthmatic but i think it i think you need to everything needs to be slowed down because that's that's the point of overwhelm we our kind of emotional brain is 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 blowing out 10 to the dozen and we need to somehow just slow it all down and the key thing is breathing and grounding ourselves and sitting down breathing out and looking out the window and focus on something really positive um, you know, a picture or something, or j- just go out the window and just hold on to the chair, relax your muscles, make sure, make, n- notice where you're tense and kind of um, relax all those as, as well. So just slow everything right down, especially when your thoughts are going like this, you know, it's important just to slow everything down the best you can and just allow your thoughts to do what they have to do because the thoughts will do whatever they want to do. But if you don't engage with the thoughts and just be present with what's happening, you'll find that will settle a lot quicker. You know, so, so that's actually the first thing is just to slow everything down the best you can. Um, and then you can stand back and then make decisions about what you want to do. Because if you're that overwhelmed, as Murray rightly said, you can't think of anything else because your frontal lobe, your thinking brain is just completely cut off at that, at that point because you're so overwhelmed. So it's about the best you can way just to slow everything down. And if it helps to talk to people, to talk that out, and that's fair enough. But you need to be with it as well, just to let it just be. Um, Because it won't actually kill you. 
but 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 it is but it is frightening when you can't breathe. I, I get that. It's very hard. So th so that's probably the very. I think that's foundational with managing managing anxiety, particularly is to try to slow everything. Recognize you have anxiety and it's okay, and this is and you can you can manage this and just go with the feelings. It's a bit like a, I always describe it, and I can't describe it on radio, obviously, because I can't draw anything. But it's a bit like a bell curve. You know, if you kind of think of the shape of a bell, what happens is mental health distress, you kind of reach a point where you come to the top of the bell, and it's the worst it could ever be. And you're over breathing, and it's all very awful. But if you just sit with it, and you breathe with it, eventually, it'll just settle down, your body is committed to equilibrium. So eventually, that that distress will reach a peak, and it will settle down. Even if you do nothing about it, it will actually settle down, okay? So it's in, the more you can do to calm everything down, the, the better. If music helps, if putting on, putting on some mindfulness apps or whatever helps just to calm everything down. Um, often people's voices on these mindfulness apps irritates people even more. <laughs> You've got to be careful of that. Sometimes people just have music to play or whatever, just anything just to calm that, that moment. Down. So, so I think that's the key with, with anxiety particularly. So. Mm, great. Yeah, that's right, Paul. And I think, you know, you mentioned apps and, and there's a huge amount of apps out now, isn't there, around. And, and, it's, and it's often just having a look and seeing which one suits you um, if you're into apps. Not everyone's into apps, of course, are they? And, and you know, there are lots of people that don't use social media. So I suppose it's um, – and certainly uh, and in our field, we, we talk about having um, a bit of a plan, I suppose, or like an action plan of what happens when, when people get breathless because sometimes just having a step-by-step -step sort of thing, okay, stop, sit down, catch your breath, just take that moment, um, calm, steady, that sort of thing. And Murray, you talked about that um, your wife's really helpful yeah. and she can be really supportive and just sort of pulls you back, I suppose. It would, is that right, Murray? Is that yeah, how? That's, that's true because quite often she can see, like, what, what, what do I do? I go out and get an armful of wood and I'm only just the length of the house, you know, that's, and then I come in with it and before I even get in the door, I'm huffing and puffing and that. And at that stage, I'm just panicking, you know, and, and, you know, that's it. So as soon as I put the wood down, you know, and then she says, well, we'll just settle down, you know, and then as soon as I, that happens, I go out and get another arm full of wood. <laughs> <laughs> does that mean you're a slow learner, is it, Murray? <laughs> it does. It's, 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 you know, I think you've got to accept the fact that, you know, you, you can't breathe and you've really got to just, you know, suck up and live with it sort of thing, you know, but try and manage it as best you can, you know. I think I think Murray's so right. I mean, he just used the word acceptance. It's about just accepting, look, I'm not breathing very well right now yeah. and it's okay and I can manage this. You know, it's that self-talk you have to give to yourself at that time. And I have, I, have, I have six things I often use to help people when they're overwhelmed and I'll just read them out very briefly, but this might help. You know, the first thing is notice what is happening in your body as early as possible when things start to change notice first then stop and stand back slow everything down and sometimes it's enough just to actually stand back literally take a few steps back and go okay what's happening I'm getting a bit overwhelmed here what do I need to do I need probably to sit down at this point so and then the next thing is to breathe and observe what happens in your body just be present with what's happening in your body be, and the next thing is be nice to yourself be 
don't 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 start saying to yourself oh this always happens to you you won't get that done today blah blah, blah. don't go in there because that doesn't help you know you've got to be kind to yourself you've got to be self you've got to be self-compassionate and then when you are calm and you've calmed down you can then choose what you're able to do at that time and if it is just relaxing and just having a cup of tea that's fine or if you feel as though you can pick up the wood again murray that's fine as well you know but it's about you just having that time and then you can choose what you want to do you know but all that self-talk is so important Mm-hmm. because the more we give ourselves a hard time about it the worse it actually is and we're really good at that we're good at beating ourselves up you mm-hmm. know but actually it's not it's not helpful because it just actually well what it does it increases our adrenaline and makes us more anxious you know that because it's our because we're actually saying to our body hey we're not we're not coping here we just need help that's what we're communicating to our body so yeah. it's about us saying well it's okay I'll, I'm I'm managing this. I'm in control of this. This is this is okay. Yeah. But I think the word acceptance is quite powerful, actually, Murray. In all this, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think um, you know it's a really good step, isn't it? So I suppose, um, Paul, you've talked about some really important things today. However, if um, people are still really not are struggling with um, their anxiety and, and how they're feeling. Um, what, what's available? What services are available? Right. Well, first of all, you can, you can go to speak to your GP. Your GP um, can access Well South, who, who, who provide a mixture of services, including um, health improvement practitioners who are attached to surgeries now, and they will divert people to the right service. So you can ask the GP about that. The GP may refer you to the brief intervention service where you can have five free sessions of counselling to help with your anxiety or your depression. Um, alternatively, you can access private people like like myself and other, and other people. Um, and often people like us do like have grant money that we subsidise people through. So don't worry about the, the payment of it. And the other thing is you can apply for funding through the disability allowance if if you're on a lower income for private counselling. So there are a number of things that, that can actually, you can kind of access um, there. It is complicated because there are a lot of services out there offering support for mental health issues and people don't always know what criteria they actually use or not. Um, so it's important just to kind of investigate a bit. But I would say your first port of call is probably your GP um, or if you kind of know a person that works works in the health sector and knows a lot of the agencies around then that's another person to consult with as well yeah yeah that's great thanks Paul because you know um unless you know where services are it's actually quite hard sometimes to um, know where to head isn't it so so clearly um get in touch with your GP or your practice nurse um or just you know Talk to other people that perhaps may be involved. Um, talk to friends because that's really important support as well. People, um, you know, it's important to share what you're um, struggling with sometimes. There are also some um, phone uh, places that you can contact as well. Isn't that right, Paul? And um, 173 <laughs> is the uh, kind of kind of number you can phone for any mental health problems and they can talk you through their trained counsellors who can talk you through the difficulties you're going through on the on the phone they're really good at following up with you and they'll talk to you about referrals on to other agencies as well oh yeah because so what was that number again paul i didn't quite hear it 
1737. Great. Thanks very much. Now, that's really been really helpful. Um, so I, I think we're just about out of time. Unfortunately, we could have probably talked on and on and on. And it's just, um, you know, mental health is, is so important. And, um, you know, we all have patches in our lives where we, um, you know, need to get a bit of support and also, you know, look at um, how we're just managing our life and perhaps slowing down and recognising when we need to just um, stop and have a breath. Um, so maybe we might have to get Paul to come back on another time and talk about um, just mental health as, as, you know, how we keep ourselves well, because I think that is just yeah. so important. Um, life's a, a very busy, uh, you know, and particularly around times like at the moment when we've got uh, lockdowns and things like that, it is really important that we, we look after ourselves and look after our friends and look after our family. So um, thanks, Paul, today. That's been really interesting and really helpful. Um, if you've got any questions, you can contact us um, at ASMA Otago. Our phone number is um, 03. Four seven one six one six seven, and our cell phone is o two seven four seven one six one six two. Please feel free to call us if you've got any questions. Um, but um, once again, um, thank you very much, Paul and um, Murray, for um, the show today. And as I said, I think we all need to get Paul back on the show. I think that's that's okay. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Asthma Otago's Asthma Centre is open from 9 till 12, Monday to Friday, offering practical advice on how to better manage your condition. Call in and visit their rooms, have a cuppa and browse through their range of resources, or just have a chat. You'll find Asthma Otago at Dunedin Community House, 283 Moray Place, and you can call them on 471 6167. Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and respiratory disease. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.